Welcome back to the Red Letter Disciple. That's right. Welcome back. We're back because it's episode two now. My name is Zach Zinder, and in a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Chris Johnson. And our desire is that this podcast would challenge you to become a greater follower of Jesus. We believe that when all of us together can unleash a fuller, greater, and truer expression of Jesus, like the world's going to change. And so in this podcast, you're going to be challenged, you're going to be inspired, and you're going to have a lot of laughs along the way with us. On the show today, we've got Zach Windall, author of The Bible Study and founder of The Brand Sunday. I'm going to ask Zach like how he just gets to claim he has The Bible Study. And then after that, he took the day Sunday for his company name. Like, what's next? <laughs> Zach's got a powerful story that you need to hear. At a time in his life when he could have went further away from his faith, he pressed into the Bible more in a way that's so incredible that's changed the trajectory of his life. It's awesome. Also, he mentions like you can actually surf in Minnesota. I don't know. We'll see. And you'll hear about that. But Chris and I are so grateful for all the reviews and listens out there. We had an awesome first week, but we want to continue to get the word out and we need you. And so if you can do us a huge favor, like if you're challenged, if you're inspired, if you believe that this podcast is helpful for you or someone else, help us get the word out. Right now, you can subscribe or follow on your favorite streaming platform. You can throw a five-star rating our way and you can write a review. So subscribe, rate, and review. And here's the deal. Right now, if you do this, you could win a free pair of Beat Studio 3 wireless headphones and they're red and we're drawing those on June 9th. And so subscribe rate and review and go to redletterpodcast.com to enter into this giveaway. By you doing this, here's what this enables us to do. It'll enable us to create even more podcasts in the future. So again, go to redletterpodcast.com. We could not have done season one like we did season one without our friends at the Giving Church. As a pastor, myself, a church leader, I know that there are two things that can limit our growth capacity as a church. It's personnel and it's facilities. And here's the deal. Both of those are controlled by finances. And so can you afford to build the new building? Can you afford to hire the new staff to open the new ministry? Our friends at The Giving Church, here's what they do. They remove financial lids like that. They help kingdom dreams become fully realized. That They've actually helped grow the giving in nearly a thousand churches and helped raise billions of dollars for ministry in the past. And so like if you felt limited or like something has been holding you back, it doesn't have to. These guys can help. They're amazing. Visit their website at thegivingchurch.com slash red. There you can get a download free PDF of how to grow your church giving. Again, that's at thegivingchurch.com slash red. You don't have to be limited anymore. Episode two, here we go. Let's do this. All right, well, welcome to the Red Letter Disciple podcast. It's going to be a great show today. Woo! We have got an amazing guest. His name is Zach Windall. Whoa! Yep, yep. Zach is a faith-based entrepreneur, author, and a speaker with a mission to help others better understand the Bible and grow uh, in their closer relationship with God. Uh, Zach is most known, I don't know if you've seen this yet. Oh, this book is fantastic. <laughs> you see this thing? Look at the design. Man. <laughs> Uh, Bible study. <laughs> Look at that slingshot. Yeah, it's David amazing. and Goliath, baby. Come on, yeah, we're gonna get into that. Hey, you need to calm down. Chris. I'm excited for this Me first too. guest. Me too. So I'm excited to have Zach. I want to talk about this Bible study, a one-year mm -hmm. study mm -hmm. that helps readers engage with the Bible. It sold, get this, more than a quarter million what? copies. Come on, somebody. And he lives in. Let's Minneapolis. go. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, nothing good comes from Minneapolis. I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> well, he, he did produce this in Florida, oh, so okay, we'll, we'll get okay. into that. But okay. anyway, hey, he also is the founder of the brand Sunday, which is a company dedicated to providing resources like this and others to help people grow in their relationship with God. I think you're going to love him on the show. Yes, you are. Welcome, Zach Windall. Hey, thank you guys so much. Man, yeah. you, you're the best like introducers <laughs> yeah. I have ever had. That hey, was incredible. Question, oh, I appreciate that. Question, yeah, what you got? Uh, just right off the bat, if you happen to make it to or you go to Exponential or one of these big conferences, could we be your hype people prior to where we just 100 percent and announce? I'm, I'm, I actually want you to call in on every interview from here on out. <laughs> we will do it. Um, fantastic. We'll do it <laughs> Even better. No, I, pay, I pay in cheeseburgers typically. Yes, so that's there great. Go. There you go. Hey, you had a little issue because well, our guest today is named Zach and my name's Zach. So your mom's spelled your names wrong. You know, Zach. It's <laughs> not true. Should be Z A C K, but your mother's decided or your father's decided to go Z A C H. That's. What right. is that, Scotch? I don't even understand what that means. But here's the thing. I think it's going to get confusing if I ask a question, I say, Zach, and then what's going to happen? You're both going to say, yeah. You know, so like maybe right. our guest is Zach one. And you call me like Zacchaeus. It was a wee little bad, a wee little bad. <laughs> no, I'm thinking that you're Zach one and you'll be other Zach just for okay. clarification. So let's do that. So I'm other Zach. You're I appreciate Zach. that. Yeah. Other, other Zach. Zach. Are you Zachary or Zachariah? I am Zachary. Oh, what are you? Same. Ah, same. Yeah. So confusing. Okay. Can we start how about this? Man. The Zach one is the last one mm -hmm. that's climbed up a sycamore tree. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I've not done that. He hasn't. No, he's. All right. We're going to give Zach one to this yeah, guy. Zach he, one. He's got it. Zach one. He's got uh, it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's go. Mr. Windall. <laughs> hey. Wow. That's you not just bad. all of a sudden became 62. <laughs> hey, man, I've gotten to hear a little bit of your story before, and I love it. So how does how do you get to be the guy that creates the Bible study? Tell me about the genesis and inspiration of how you created this. And for those, by the way, listening, we also have this on YouTube watching, and so you can actually see a little bit of it as we're talking. But yeah, tell me the totally. genesis and inspiration behind this incredible work, man. Thank you so much, man. Do you want uh, do you want the genesis of my my faith or do you want the genesis mm. of the Bible study? Because mm. they're two different stories. Mm. I'm going to leave that to you. I, yeah. I, I think you want to go faith and <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go there faith. with you. Come on, baby. All right. So uh, my upbringing was very unique compared to a lot of people my age. Uh, mm. When I was four years old, my mom was sent home with a 5% chance to live because she had stage four ovarian cancer. Um, and over time, over a lot of prayer and a lot of chemo, she was healed from that. Wow. Perfect. And then she had a tumor on her sciatic nerve and mm. was healed from that. And wow. then she had colon cancer with three quarters of her colon removed and was healed from that. And then when I was 15, she had breast no, cancer with uh, double mastectomy reconstruction, the whole deal. So Literally from ages four to 15, my life was seeing uh, my mom on the verge of um, passing away and then also God performing miracle after miracle through her. 
And the wow. crazy thing is that even, even when she was um, sent home with a 5% chance to live, she always told me, Zach, remember that life could be so much worse. I could not be here today. So you need to treat every single day like the gift that it is and wow. see God in everything. And oh so my, my entire childhood was based around that, which is completely different than a lot of my friends experienced. Yeah. And so seeing God move, seeing miracle after miracle, I was in the church. I, uh, j I always believed in God. I always had good Christian morals, uh, college hit fell away from my faith for years, mm -hmm. um, as it happens. Uh, and then once I was out of college, I was really in a conflicting space. I was allowing other people's faith to impact my relationship with God. And so instead of uh, allowing my relationship with God to impact my relationship with God. So being around a lot of different Christians that weren't necessarily walking out their faith well, um, was a bad example for me. And it pushed me away from from my faith for years. Wow. <clears throat> And so in 2014, I hit a spot where I was kind of questioning everything, um, figuring out what do I want to do with my life? Do I want to actually be associated with um, Christianity or do I want to do my own thing and, and go from there? And I was praying about it one night because I always believed in God. I don't know. It was a weird situation. I was like, God, I'm going to give you two years. Like <laughs> I need to prove that this is all real. And like, I'll go all in. Otherwise, I'm done. Like, I'm mm -hmm. stepping away from everything. You're an all or nothing guy, right. then, huh? Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. And that night, I decided that I was going to, you remember the old workout program, uh, uh, P90X? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did it for like so, three days yeah. and I bought all the stuff. Put <laughs> it on the door. Yeah. Exactly. All the whole deal. <laughs> yeah. Right. So uh, there was a pastor uh, from North Carolina that put together uh, B90X. So it was oh, literally read through the Bible in 90 days. Yeah. You know, it's just Wait, wait read we... through the Bible in 90 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd never done it before. And I was like, I'm an all or nothing guy. So I said, great, let's do this. And so I read through the Bible in 90 days. And I was like, wow, the story's much different than I thought it was. <laughs> Funny how that goes. Right. And uh, when I got done with that, I decided that I was going to, well, I'm, I decided I was going to move to Australia. But the reasoning behind that was I wanted to dedicate a year or two of studying scripture as in-depth as I could. And I didn't want the distractions that I had living in Minnesota. Oh, and yeah. so I mean, what better place? To Australia to avoid totally. distractions. Exactly. And I, and I also wanted to surf. Let's like, let's just it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, right. You're not good so, surfing in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Well, yo, you actually can, which is pretty what? wild. There's yeah. a lot of lakes. It's a great, oh, 10,000 lakes, baby. Yeah, up in Duluth, there's literally like when there's big storms, there's 20 foot waves that you can surf. It's insane. No you would never idea. expect that. The water's totally. 38 degrees, but yeah, sure. Yeah. You have icicles dripping yeah, from your, your snot rockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up moving to Australia um, to surf and then to study the Bible for, I mean, we would literally study for 12 hours a day, six days a week. Wow. Say it was Genesis week. We would read Genesis five times through. And then like Genesis is like a four hour read. Right. So you would right. spend like... A whole lot of time. You'd spend 20 hours reading that book alone. And so then we would kind we. of... Who's we? Uh, it was me and, and a group of 30 people in this little school out there. Oh, okay. And, um, and so we would study that much. We'd study 20 hours a week. And then at the end of the week, we would essentially write our own commentary. 
Wow. And so by the end of this program, I had 30, 40 pages of notes on every book of the Bible. Wow. And awesome. my plan was to go out to Australia to teach, mm. uh, but I had skipped the prerequisite program and I went straight <laughs> to the advanced one. So I wasn't allowed to, wow. and I was like devastated. I was like, I was like, God, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do is, is like help people be less intimidated by the Bible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that night I was like just praying about it. And I felt like I was supposed to create this thing called the Bible study. And I spent the next nine months <clears throat> taking all my notes <clears throat> and really removing my thoughts from it and making it very much like even across the board, whatever you believe um, doctrinally. Right. And so that it basically just holds your hand as you read through the Bible over the course of a year and gives you some some basics and, and prize you with some questions. I got to say, and, that's that's not super intimidating to me because it's not like you're going into a niche that there isn't thousands of products already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. So when you're thinking about this, how do you make it different? You know, how yeah. do you make it different? How do you make it so that this stands out? Totally. I think so often, uh, even if you like grew up in the church or if you're a new believer, you look at the Bible and you're like, wow, that is the most intimidating book in the world. Have you seen totally. how many pages it has and right. how little the font is and like, where do you start and what do you right. do with it? Exactly. <clears throat> and so I was really searching for something in the same lane of what I wanted to do, where it was like, okay, I want full Bible experience and I want it to be simplified in a sense, not, not like simplifying the content, but just making it less intimidating. Yeah. And so, uh, one thing was in the way that it was written, but then also, uh, very much I spent after I wrote it for nine months, I spent three months designing it. And so I had a little bit of a design background and I wanted it to be very, shareable and Instagrammable. So often we see books that are uh, like, you aren't going to take a, a trade book or just a regular paperback book and share about it a ton on social media wow. because it's it's a book with words on it. Like it's it's just regular pages. It's, it's, it's boring to look at. Yeah. And I wanted a book... <clears throat> that people wanted to post about that they felt okay having on their coffee, uh, on their coffee table in their living room, which also serves as an incredible conversation starter. Yeah. And yeah. I just wanted it to be like a beautiful experience more so than something that you're going to throw in your backpack. Yeah. And so that was the, that was the focus of it. Job well done. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And I love it. That's so the design and I would say the excellence in the design is probably what drew me to you in our first I yeah. sent a random email to you. Of, hey, man, there aren't totally. many that are writing books that are caring about design yeah. Yeah. as much yeah. as we are. And we're both named Zach. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> it only makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, I just, yeah, it's so, so cool, good. man. Love it. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah. Great Thank work you. with you. it. So here's what's interesting to me, though, which I love, by the way, yeah. Yeah. is a guy who is not a pastor. Mm -hmm but as a yeah. spiritual entrepreneur mm -hmm. wrote what's entitled the Bible study. Yeah, totally. Incredible. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not a Bible study. It's the right. Bible study. And then even, yeah. and now even think about this this morning, even the name of your company, the brand Sunday, like you just picked a day. Like yeah. that's, that's big. Taking Sunday. You know what? I'm coming in full flesh. <laughs> I'm making this, I'm going all in on branding. We've claimed the Sabbath. We've claimed the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you coming out? What next? That's what, what I want to know. <laughs> no. The worship book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the worship album 
album of all time. That's of all time. <laughs> I love it. That, that is something funny, though. Like, I noticed on your Instagram uh, it, that, like, you're like, you've got to add these three songs to your worship playlist right now. Totally. I right. Love I love Thank that. Thank you. And I, I, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> It's what's like, it's what's shareable. It's what people need. Yeah. They don't want to, they don't want like a lot of in-depth stuff off and they just want, they just want something, something simple, something that, that can change their, their day in 10 seconds yeah. versus yeah. like, Hey, here's, here's what you need to, to cram into your brain. Because I was reading, I was uh, actually, I was watching this video that Donald Miller was doing and he was talking about how, like the more you think, the more calories that you burn. And so when you're working on branding or, or anything new as a product, the less calories that a person has to burn trying to figure out what it is, the more likely they're going to consume it and share it. Love and so that's a great point. Totally. And, and you know what? Like nowadays, you look at the most popular videos on YouTube. It's like YouTube shorts, yeah. right? Yeah, they're yeah. Like eight second videos. And I think yeah. that like you've kind of said, hey, I see what the next generation's watching. Yeah. Let me put this into consumable parts that are going to inspire. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I applaud you for that. That is so Thank good. Thank you. My Thank son. you. And we try to be like as non cheesy as possible no, because dude, there's so much that's out there that like yes. turns my stomach. Yes. And so I want to be the guy that's like, like, hey, this is actually like beneficial right now. And, and I do. I do feel like I'm growing close. Yeah, well, 20, okay, 20 points. One thing. Oh, hey, we did it. Yeah. I do want to. This, this is a quote from Zach. I Go just ahead. heard it. Which one? Zach Windall. Zach, he Zach said, one? if you think more, you'll lose weight. Didn't he yeah. say you're <laughs> thinking? I read four books a day. Oh, that's Dude, quotable. Are you going to do the workout book? Are you <laughs> just Maybe. Pages you never know. Think. I love it. Just, yeah. Think about this. You right, just burn so calories. In your story, here, here's, here's what I love. A couple things. I want to talk about the entrepreneur piece in a second. Mm -hmm. But first, the time when you were struggling with your faith, which mm -hmm. was after college or during college, yeah. which is, by the way, a time when a lot of us Absolutely, wrestle yeah. with things and yeah. is what I learned growing up or what my parents taught me. Yeah. Is it real? Is it mine? Is it for me? Yeah. And they go on this journey, this discovery. How did, so I love the fact that before you abandoned it, you, yeah. and I, you gave God two years. I love right? that. That's a great, uh, yeah, yeah. you just, before I abandon this, I yeah. want to search yeah. it for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Is this talk real? To me, talk to me about that and yeah. how someone who may be struggling right now in their faith or what is a disciple of Jesus? Like, yeah. What did that do for you? Because it it sounds like it, it really helped. Yes. And yeah, and I, yeah. I like intentionality of I'm going to at least try this and do this. And yeah. a follow up to that: Should we all go to Australia if we're? <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100. I give approval. Australia is the the Honestly, answer. That yeah. is the correct right. answer. Australia, 100. <laughs> no, man. I you know it's it's so interesting because I feel like the more people that I talk to that are quote unquote, deconstructing their faith, trying to figure out uh, what they want to believe. Every time that they are going through that, that I've come across, it's always been a problem with people. It's always been a problem with leadership at a church. It's nope. always been a problem with other Christians. Mm -hmm. It's has never had anything to do with them actually pursuing the Bible and a relationship with God. And it's and, never, it's never, man, I can't stand that Jesus guy. 
at all. No, 100%. It's like, oh my goodness, I was hurt because I shared this with my pastor and they responded the wrong way. Right. Well, okay, you're dealing with a person and you aren't dealing with your actual relationship with God. And so first off, I think that's like one of the biggest things that you need to realize is like, don't let another person's faith justify like you falling away from yours. Okay, like you need to, you need to be figuring this out for yourself. And I think the more questions that you have, like I started when I, <clears throat> when I decided that I was going to study the Bible, I went in with all of the like, quote unquote, dumb questions. Yeah. I was like, I want to know, because we grow, if you grew up in the church, every answer to things is Christianese. And I don't <laughs> want to true. know like if if so if a non-believer asks me a question about my faith, I don't want to respond with a uh, Christian answer. I want to respond with like a like normal answer, you know. Right, right. And so I went into this approach like like I'm going to ask every question I possibly can as if I don't know a thing and right. that was massive for me. That's awesome. And so humility I, yeah, I think a lot of I think also a lot of um, Christians or, or leaders in the church right now um, kind of condemn you for doubting things and asking questions. But mm -hmm. it's so interesting in uh, Matthew 28, Jesus had just risen from the dead. And it says that, like it says he was there, rose from the dead. Some people believed and some people doubted. Oh, yeah. And what did Jesus do? He didn't do anything with the people that were doubting. He just commissioned everybody. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to be the exact same way is like, okay, yeah, if it's, it's okay to doubt things, but what are you going to do with that? Like you don't, we don't need to cram Bible verses down somebody's throat. Like let them experience it for themselves. Give them the tools to, to figure these things out and actually give the grace to people that we preach about on Sundays. Man, I love that, dude. Awesome. So as you, <laughs> awesome. as, as you dug deep for a couple of years, very academic, very mm -hmm. notes, uh, which gave you yeah. the, the start of this incredible movement, um, yeah. what were one or two things that like personally connected you in relationship with God or one or two things mm -hmm. that just like really surprised you when you really yeah. spent the time to dive into God's word? Yeah, man. I think the the story of the Bible was different than I thought it was. Um, I didn't realize that it was like always like God had a plan from the beginning. We fell away, which like, you know, if you grew up in the church, but then it's always been like God just chasing after us. And it's been us like pushing away ourselves. Mm -hmm. But if we spend time with him, spend time in worship, spend time in prayer, spend time in the word, like developing these spiritual disciplines, like he's so close and he actually does care about us. And like, he has incredible like dreams and visions and like things that he wants to share with us if we're open to it. And one thing that like changed for me Yes, the Bible, but also worship. Like when I was younger, when I was growing up in the church, I would, well, typically I would come in late because <laughs> I felt like I was coming into a bunch of adults singing Kumbaya yes. and like around a bonfire. And I'm like, what are we doing here? And so like questioning that was massive for me because when I was out in Australia, that's when everything kind of shifted. And I realized that when you're singing worship songs, you're singing as if it's you singing to God. So no matter what the song is, sounds like you should be bringing those words into your mouth as if you're saying them directly to God. And when you, when you make that 
change instead of just singing about God, but singing to God. That's that's what changed things for me. And that's when I really felt uh, the presence of God like closer to me than ever before. So I, I, I what a great point. And let me just say this. I I, I was um, preaching one time in Orlando and I had this new person come in. Yeah, they had not been to church since they were a kid and yeah. about 18 or 19 years old. And he says, yeah. you know what, Chris, we were friends. He goes, you know what, Chris, um, where else do you go where you just break out in song outside? Of <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't go to my doctor's office and, oh, yeah, come, Lord. Right. You know, like you shouldn't do right. that on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that was incredible. That. Hang on, Sorry. yeah, do the buzzer. I'm yeah. <laughs> we might want to do the red one on that one. <sighs> yeah, that was bad. But like, you know, you don't go to the grocery store and just break out in song. It's yeah. it's an awkward experience until you yeah. understand exactly what you just said. Yeah. You know, why are we singing? Why is this? Yeah. This feels weird. Like, totally. think back to the first time that you walked into a church and everybody yeah. knew the song, but you didn't. You know, totally. like, that's a, a surreal experience. <laughs> and you're saying words that you may not normally say, and well, you're believe. saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. or believe yes. for sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I love the, so studying and reading in bulk. I think it's also awesome when we yeah. you know, take a verse and there, there was this one time where I didn't read in bulk, but I preached in bulk. Oh, here we go. Um, yeah. I preached <laughs> uh, the whole Bible in one yeah. set. Yeah. And broke uh, a world record, and, Zach. Come but, on. But here's yeah. what I'm, here's the point of it is like, I think when you do like the overarching story, like yeah. in bulk quickly, mm. like you yeah. learn things that in pieces are hard. And the totally. one thing that I learned when I preached the whole Bible was it just, it never came off the page as much to me like this. It's just God's ridiculous commitment to yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's ridiculous commitment. Cause we just keep messing up and we keep messing yeah. and he just stays committed. And so I love the fact Absolutely. that you created a resource that allows people to discover things like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I want to talk uh, to you about, um, I, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, and so like, how can yeah. the church help yeah. raise up more entrepreneurs, um, to do things yeah. like you're doing, like, like ha has a church helped you with that? Has it held you back or what can we do to kind of That's a good just spur yeah. entrepreneurs on for more of this? Yeah. So like your yeah. that you attended when you were doing this, were they supportive of this project? Um, uh, um, that's a no. Yeah. That, <laughs> so, so when we first released the book, because I didn't have a platform and I wasn't really plugged in and I wasn't on staff at a church and I yeah. wasn't like, I, I wasn't a part of a church. I, I started by sending it out to, uh, 50, actually like a hundred different churches, uh, hoping like, yo, what if you guys incorporated this into your messages over the year? How incredible would that be? Wow. And every single one of them turned me down. Yep. And I was like, I was like, okay, well maybe I'm going to just go direct to consumer and just focus <laughs> on social media and not even like think twice about selling to a church or selling in bulk because I, I think I think it's an incredible product and it's helped me so much. And I think it's really going to help a lot of other people. So I just kind of pushed away. Um, I was part of a church down in, in Miami for, um, for the last two years and they were super supportive. Cool. They loved everything that we were doing. And it, it's, it was like an incredible, uh, opportunity just to be around that. One thing that I've realized in a lot of churches is that, uh, they'll be like, 
well, yeah, we want to incorporate this into, into what we're doing, but we want to call it our own and we want it for free. Um, there's this, there's this weird thing within the church where everybody thinks that they get things for free and like, I don't, I just don't understand how that is even a thing when it costs money to produce. Like, can you relate to that? yeah (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. exactly and so like that's just been super interesting to me and it was it was honestly it was like quite a bit of a like turn off and it made me just focus on going like direct to the people that needed it versus going through the different gatekeepers yeah and so this whole this process has been like just an interesting experience just trying new things i have like i'm figuring everything out for myself for the first time i've never done this before and so and I've never been on staff at a church or anything. And so when you're talking about spiritual entrepreneurs, it is interesting because so many people, uh, when they become believers, they think the ultimate job for a Christian is to be a pastor. And I don't think that's true. That's wrong. That's wrong. No, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I thought you were just telling our pastor. No, no, no. He's right. He's right. And I, I think, I think, I don't even think it needs to be a spiritual job that you have either. I think you can bring God into anything. I think, I think if you, if your heart is behind starting a coffee shop, great. Okay. You can, you can make sure that, uh, they're using fair trade organic beans. You can make sure that your workers are being paid a proper salary. If you're, if your heart is behind a clothing line, maybe it means that you're giving away the, uh, the samples and the extras to people in your community that need it. There's like, you don't need to put a cross on your shirt to prove that it's a Christian shirt. You can just have an incredible shirt right. and <laughs> like, like Chick-fil-A or any of these others. Exactly. Like, That's exactly what yeah. Martin Luther said. He said, you don't, if you're yeah. going to, if you're going to make shoes, you don't have to put a cross yes. on them. Just make the best pair of shoes you can. Totally. I don't need to be a Christian plumber. I can just be a really good plumber. Yes. And like not ripping you off. I could not exactly. I could not be a plumber. And, just, and, not, yeah. and they have to replumb their house in Orlando last week for thirty six hundred. Anyway, that's jeez. Hey, Sorry, um, I'll pray for you. I have a GoFundMe page. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. Um, but yeah, you. I think that's that's, that's that's like it's so true and i think i think at the end of the day people from christian leadership just needs to say these things yeah. i think i think people that are that are members of churches just need to know that that's okay and just feel supported it's not like the church needs to buy it all we've been fine without the support like in coffee shops are fine without the support of the church it doesn't need to be called Hebrews or whatever, like you can, you can. That's, just, a like, that's an incredible one. Um, like, yeah. like you can just support people by showing that you're supportive yeah. to them, and and I think I think that does so much more than than anything else. Yeah. So that's wait a second. Hold on, real quick. So this is funny. We started a coffee shop at my church. The kids wanted to do it to raise money for totally for um mission trips and stuff and so we we have um coffee through a partner in venezuela we paid them twice as much as what they were making and then it came back to this what do we name the shop 
Yes. And all the conservative old people said exactly what you said. <laughs> yes. Because lattes, I'm like, this is the dumbest idea ever. <laughs> like, Bruce, I'm like, this is so stupid. not naming it something cheesy. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. All, all the kids came up with one and we designed the logo. And it's called Mean Bean Cafe, the Mean Bean Cafe. Awesome. Let's go. And, and it's got this super angry, like coffee bean, like flexing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk into our church and you see these signs for Mean Bean Cafe and all the old people are like are you sure you want to have that on the church right. <laughs> and it, so the theme is the theme is uh the beans are cranky but the people are awesome you'd be mad too awesome. if you're about to be roasted boom roasted, <laughs> boom, roasted. i boom, love roasted. it yes. i love yeah. it so what i heard there is uh, as churches and as leaders what we can do is we can have sort of an open-handedness uh yeah. for our entrepreneurs and and yeah. By the way, not all pastors have to create content. Um, there are yeah, things in right. this world that just because you don't have a title behind you or yeah. the right education, yes. if you will, like let's have yeah. more open-handed and, and open clear eyes on what's out there Absolutely. that our churches can use. And then I also heard what we can do is uh, we can teach vocation so much, so much deeper. That, that's something yeah. I think too, I can struggle with. I can think church is everything and I got to get people to, uh, you know, to get involved in the church. And, and that's an important yeah. piece, no doubt. But like, we need to be able to speak into the everyday workplaces, the everyday work moments more often yeah. than just pastors, the best and the only job for Christians. It's not. Yeah. And that's totally. what this podcast is all about. It's the Red Letter Disciple, which is how can you be the greatest and fullest expression of Jesus where you yeah. are right now? Yeah. And for yeah. some of us, that means ministry like as pastors. And for others, yeah. it means being really great entrepreneurs that are creating yeah. world-changing movements that maybe don't have the title that you might want them to yeah. have, but they don't need totally. it. We did two yeah. years in Australia going through this thing. So I want to ask you, come on. Yeah, I got That's my first right answer. Point. <laughs> so I want to ask you, because I think so many, especially new Christians, but I even think longtime Christians to get yeah. intimidated by the Bible. Totally. And so how yeah. do you overcome the intimidation? What are a couple things that you would say, obviously read the Bible study, but uh, that you, yeah. but what are a couple ways that, that you would overcome the intimidation and of reading the other way to look at this too. I teach theology in high school and a kid will be on yeah. fire and they'll say, pastor Chris, <clears throat> I'm starting to read the Bible. I started in Genesis and I quit before I got to Exodus. Uh, yeah, so what sure. do you suggest Zach? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what you, what you said before, like understanding the Bible from a big picture perspective and understanding each book from a big picture perspective. Mm -hmm. I think so often when you're just starting out, you're like, okay, I'm on this reading plan. I'm going to read a chapter from here. I'm going to read a chapter in the new Testament. I'm going to read one Psalm and one proverb, but you have no idea how it relates with each other. I was 26 years old when I found out that the majority of the new Testament are letters written to churches, how mm. crazy is that? Like, why wasn't that taught to me beforehand? <laughs> you know? And so understanding like, okay, this is, this is a letter in itself. And this is what was going on at the time. And instead of just pulling one verse from here and one verse from there and making your theology about it. Right. And so, well, uh, for your question about like where to start, I think so often it's so cliche to say like, hey, yeah, start by reading John. Well, if you start by reading John, it's like very heady. It's very like out there in space. And if you don't believe in a God, you aren't going to be able to understand John. And then you look at Matthew. Well, if you don't understand the Old Testament, 
everything that Jesus said and everything that Matthew was writing about had to do with him being the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So yeah. if you don't know any of that, Matthew yeah, isn't going to make sense. Genealogy. Exactly. <laughs> right. So now, now you have Mark and you have Luke, the two books that were written to Gentiles. And so if you're struggling, trying to figure out if you do believe in this in in god if you believe that uh jesus was who he said he was because we believe that he was a real person um that's that's in history books um i would say luke and acts are incredible because it's like it's being approached from luke as a doctor like this is crazy stuff is this actually happening right now yeah. and he talks all through that so because you so do Luke, if I was writing a story, so this, yeah. If yeah, somebody's totally. struggling, you say Luke. Start with I Luke. say I say Luke right that, into Acts, and yeah, then you, and the then everything answer. else. Makes. By the way, that is the correct yeah, answer. That's cool. I think yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great thing though because a lot of people jump into a Bible reading plan and uh, exactly. And you know, I I, I preached on Leviticus a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, I, baby. Yeah. That today I'm preaching on the place Bible reading plans go to die. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Right. That's so true. And, and it's yes. like, yeah, if, if someone can't make it through Genesis, they're going to struggle. Yeah, because um, Genesis totally. is medical laws, kids. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I love yeah. that. I, I think. But I also think that what you've created. So cool. Read Luke and Acts, but don't just yeah. read it in a vacuum. Read it right. with some commentary and some context. Yeah. I think totally. sometimes we 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 maybe push the the act you got to read the words of the bible alone too yeah, yeah. much when yeah. if i had a really great thing uh, to go alongside of what yeah. i'm reading that helps me understand what i'm reading at the yeah. same time i don't know yeah. maybe for instance like a really beautifully designed the bible study <laughs> like that that's yes so right totally. and, and i think we can sometimes because we don't want it to be man made push away yeah. from that. I'm like, no, we need that. And that's what yeah. teaching is. It's right. taking a totally. few verses and it's and expounding on that and giving illustration and story and context. And, and Zach, if somebody right. buys your Old Testament, New Testament book, they also get yeah. you a phone number where they can call you at any time, right? <laughs> or am I? Uh, used to be, not anymore. <laughs> uh, never mind, never so mind. That's, I, I gotta, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you, Zach yeah. Lindahl, the guy that wrote the Bible study. Yeah. Tell me your Bible study habits today. What's that look like for you? Totally. So I like to call them holy habits. So okay. I look at I look at life as being completely holistic. So I think that you need to have spiritual, mental, and physical habits. And so every day I put those down where it's where it's okay, I need to spend time in prayer. I need to spend time in the word. So right now, um, it, de it depends what I'm going through. I'll typically, if I'm going through a big chunk or I'm reading the Bible in a year, I'm going to read like five chapters at once. Um, right now, I'm doing more of a deep dive into Galatians. And so I'm reading two maybe chapters at once and then also studying that's a letter, um, by the way just so you know yeah that, that's 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 a letter um and then uh reading reading some extra commentary to go along with that um and so yeah just making sure that you develop these habits in your life maybe you need to put it into your to-do list yeah. um every single day like that's okay um it these things don't come natural to us uh especially when we're just starting out and so um, spending time in prayer, actually praying for for things that are important, praying for your friends, praying for your fam family, praying for things that you're going through, um, spending time in, in the word, whatever that looks like for you, however much you need, spending time in worship, 
And then looking at uh, mental habits, looking at like being grateful, doing an audit on what you're consuming and what, uh, because at what you consume is what's going to come out of you. And then also looking at your physical health habits, like, like the Bible says that we are temples of the Holy Spirit and we're over here eating McDonald's every day. Like uh -oh. we, we, if, if we aren't taking care of ourselves physically, I don't believe we can grow to be the level that we're supposed to be spiritually. That's awesome, dude. I love it. So one of the things you're working on right now, and you mentioned it in that those uh, mental habits, being grateful, showing gratitude, uh, yes. you've got a, a new resource coming out mm. uh, later totally. this year, right? Is it November? Yeah, yeah. And yep, uh, in November. And it's called See the Good, Finding Grace, Gratitude, and Optimism in Every Day. Yes. I think we need more of that. I think we live in a world yes. filled with anger and division. So tell tell me totally. what is going on there, what you're excited about in that, and how we can yeah. see the good. And if you need me to write the forward, I can. <laughs> yeah, I, perfect. You got it. Okay. <laughs> maybe you just no, maybe ghostwrite it. This is going to be a New York Times bestseller, and I would just like to be a part of it. Yes. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. That's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So super excited uh, for See the Good. I feel like this is kind of my life message. Uh, when you look around, there's just, it's negativity after negativity, especially in the church. It's like the entire world seems like it's falling apart right now. I saw this meme the other day of this lady like squinting up at the sky and above it, it said, uh, trying to figure out what chapter of Revelation we're in today. And it's like, <laughs> like as funny as that is it's like that's the way that a lot of people think it's true and i don't i don't believe that that's the way that we're supposed to be as christians mm -hmm. we're we're known as this phrase like we're giving hope to the hopeless like you've yeah. heard that you've probably said it before but so often once we bring people into the church we're like honestly we really don't have any hope ourselves and it's like <laughs> no we need to be looking at how god is actually moving here and focusing on that more so than things that are falling apart um, and so that really starts by having kind of a big picture understanding of what's going on in the world and realizing that most of the like things that are happening in the world are actually incredible. Like world hunger is declining. Life expectancy is rising. Literacy is rising. Like all these we're, we're so much more advanced now than we ever have been. And life is so good for us. And yeah. so often we, we're like, oh man, life is like the worst. It's falling apart. Who knows what's going to happen from here on out. Yeah. And I think that's completely uh, wrong compared to what we what we should be as Christians. We should be hopeful. We should be joyful. We should be living life every day out of in abundance and and like chasing after uh, what God is actually doing. Yes, there's a lot of things that are still terrible, but if we if we focus on the good things and continue to build those it's going to just ripple and impact everything else. Awesome. Amen, dude. I yeah. love it. And we also have the Bible study for kids coming out yeah. soon. Which yes. Where can they get that? Do you like Amazon or how should they order this? Uh, so on our website, thebrandsunday.com. Uh, so the Bible study for kids comes out in September. It's cool. going to be quite different than most kids books. What it's, it's that? Uh, it's early elementary school, we're okay, saying. Cool, cool. Um, but it is like it's a hardcover book that you would see as like kind of a coffee table book. Uh, we want it to be beautiful and we want the whole family to go through it on Sundays. And instead of uh, throwing it in the corner of your kid's room, 
That, and that might have been a mistake because not a lot of young kids drink coffee. I don't. <laughs> just, oh no, I don't Dang. know. Uh, it's not out yeah. yet. Maybe we know. can make it. No. Yeah, let's make some tweaks. <laughs> yeah, you could sell it at Mean Bean. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so super pumped on that coming out in September. Uh, we can't wait. I love awesome. what, I love what you're doing. All right, we ask every guest this question, mm. uh, and then we've got a quick game that's going to be super awesome. quick. Um, every every question or every guest, this question, if you could challenge our audience, remember, we're talking about how do we grow greater disciples? If you could yeah. challenge our audience practically with one thing that they could do this week, what would yeah. it be? I think you could buy coffee for the person behind you in line at the coffee shop. Like I think so often our faith is like so heady and philosophical and like out there. Like, no, I want to know what I can do today to impact the person behind me. And I don't have to give them a tract or preach the gospel to them. I can just show them love. And like, if they ask questions, great. If not great, still have a great day. And like, honestly, how ticked are you when you pick up a $20 bill and you flip it over and it's got a tract on it? Yeah, right. Literally. Like that that pushes me away from my face. But yeah, do the right. bait and switch. Okay, so yeah. if you buy coffee for someone this week, go ahead and put hashtag Red Letter Disciple on socials, on our YouTube, at wherever. We'd love yes. to know that. Yeah, that totally. would be awesome. All right. So okay. uh, hopefully, Hold if you've got a few more minutes, right, we need Zach, some call, music. We need some uh, Chris Johnson, my co co-host has created right. a game and so uh i'm gonna let him explain right. why we're doing this so i just want to know if you actually wrote this book or you had a ghost <laughs> written because i'm going yeah. to be asking some questions from your book the bible study and i'm going to ask zach some questions from it i'm going to ask you some from it also i i don't want to brag or anything but uh I have been known to take some improvisational acting courses, a la Michael Scott, The Office. And so <laughs> I am pretty excited about this next one. Let's go first with... So uh, hang on. This, so is, this is a Zach, Zach on Zach. Zach on Zach attack. Bible trivia challenge. Correct. Yeah. I'm going to ask <laughs> a question to Zach, number one, and then I'm going to ask a simple question to you. I'm going to ask okay. two or three. But the first one, Zach, number one, is a character. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, so I guess at this point, if you're listening, um, Chris is putting a costume on. <laughs> you got it. All right, Zach, who am I? I well, don't yet. I walked in. Oh, God spoke to me through a burning bush. But wait, then I went with a staff and I held it in the air and the Red Sea parted. My mother loved me so much. She put me in a basket and whisked me down the Nile River. You know, who? Moses. That's correct. Moses. <laughs> Wow, that was so challenging for the guy All who right. wrote the Bible study. All right. Zach, Zach Zender. Yes. How old was Moses when he died, according to the book of Deuteronomy? Oh, God. <laughs> it's a simple question. It's I'll right go 120. There. 120. Ugh. All right. Never mind. I got it? Uh, yes, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> one to one. What are we playing? Uh, that today? was great. All right. Uh, another tough question for Zach number one. Here we go. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, Zach, you're making one. me nervous. I know. I'm sorry. This is just very exciting. Uh, when I was a kid in fourth grade, they asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, game show host. I've never lost that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Let's get into the new Testament and let's go into this. Here we go. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> I was, what are some other names for the antichrist no i'm not gonna ask that one uh, all right here we go um based on our study of ephesians do you remember what was happening in ephesus at the time <laughs> this oh is your man book. <laughs> yeah from your book you know that's a great question thank Whoever you i wrote this myself <laughs> uh, in ephesus there yes. was a lot of um, idol worship going on at that's the time correct. They- Good job. Fantastic. Let's go to question number two to Zach number two. Okay. Uh, Who interprets Daniel's vision of the ram and he goat in the book of Daniel? (laughs) Really? That question? It's easy. (laughs) Who interprets Daniel's vision of the ram and he goat in the book of Daniel? Belshazzar. No, it's Archangel Gabriel. <laughs> All right, Zach, number one, you win. Congratulations. <laughs> first to lose it. Okay. First yes. to lose. There you go. Uh, spiritual entrepreneurs are wow. better than pastors. Pastors, absolutely. <laughs> those questions are totally equal. Equal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Randomly anyway. chosen. Incredible. Incredible. Hey, Zach Wendall, uh, this was awesome. You're, you. you're amazing, dude. I love what you're doing and providing a platform to help people grow in their relationship with God through the Bible is so vital. So, hey, where can people find more and connect with you? Yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, TheBrandSunday.com for all of our products. Uh, Zach Windall on TikTok, Zach Windall on Instagram, oh. and The Brand Sunday on Wait, Instagram. Do you run all that or do you have people? I, run, I can't even run one social media account and I've got like 600 <laughs> followers. My, my wife runs The Brand Sunday Instagram. I run everything oh. else. All right. Yes. Cool. Cool. All right, man. Do you pay her a fair wage or? I do. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Dinner. All right. All right. There you go. <laughs> hey, stay warm up in Minnesota. We're recording this. Thank you. Cold, but hey, man, it's been an honor. And uh, hopefully someday there'll be a, a part two to this. But bless you. Thank bro. you, guys. Really appreciate care, you. Buddy. Take care. Yeah. It's nice talking to you. I can't get my wig off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I didn't really think that the game Chris prepared was fair, but I'm going to get over it. (laughs) If you want to check out Zach Windall and his groundbreaking book, go on over to redletterpodcast.com. We got all the helpful links in the show notes there. Seriously, this is a book that you got to check out for yourself. It's amazing. And so all the show notes and links all in one place organized for you. And that's the website, redletterpodcast.com, where you can enter to win the Beats Studio 3 wireless headphones. Just give us a rating, a review, and follow us, and you will be entered in. Go to redletterpodcast.com, drawing June 9th for more information on that. Earlier in the episode, I talked about our our sponsor for season one, The Giving Church. They help remove financial lids that may have been holding your church or organization back. So let's get rid of those lids. Go on over to thegivingchurch.com slash red. Download a free PDF on ways to help grow your church's giving. So next week, without a doubt, it features the most powerful testimony of the season you're going to want to hear it. I promise you. I welcome my friend, Rebecca Gregory. She is a Boston marathon bombing survivor. 
and and her life was forever changed on April 15th, 2013, when the bomb went off three feet away from her and her son. And so you're going to hear how she's had to fight for her life, how she's had to fight for her legs, how she's had to help her son deal with all of this and the post-traumatic stress disorder that comes from it. And amazingly, how she turned this obstacle into an incredible opportunity. You will be inspired like never before. Also, I can't wait for you to hear the answer to what she said. She was, get this, the last person to speak to the living bomber in court right before he was sentenced. The final words he heard before he went to prison were her words. And so what what did she say? Like, what do you say? She looked a killer in her eyes and delivered such a powerful impact statement that you won't want to miss it. So don't miss it. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so it shows up automatically on your feed. And we'll be back next week for episode three, dropping on Tuesday. A Media Production.